welcome to that bright idea. I am all by myself, or am I? <laughs> <laughs> Ellie this week is ill with coronavirus, which has left me at somewhat of a loose end. I did also see a photo of her on social media today, at the end of her isolation, with quite blonde hair on a beach. Is she ill or is she not? Wait, what? Seriously? Yeah, only earlier, but I think it was just they went out for a walk. I thought only had brown hair. She does, but in that picture, her hair looked blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hence the point of any... Anyway, point being, because of this, I have searched long and hard for the creme de la creme. Wait. What? Are you suggesting that he was breaking my <laughs> No, it was the end of her isolation period. Oh, so she's allowed to do that. So she's allowed to do yeah, it. Yeah, but, but surely if her hair was a different colour, then she would have had to break it within... <laughs> it's a big... No, I think it was just because of the sun, but I just... I'm trying to... Yeah, but she has to be outside. I'm trying to throw it out there. <laughs> there's a few big question marks. All right, okay, sorry. And if there's any police people listening, wow. just to let you know that there's some questionable behaviour happening in Oban. But anyway, since my co-host is unwell, under the weather... Bed-bound. Bed-bound. Since she is bed-bound, I have got in the creme de la creme of replacement co-hosts, and that is my youngest sister, ex-university undergraduate... University of Exeter. University of <laughs> 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 not? That's not going to sound as smooth now. Sorry. <laughs> Fionn Collins, welcome to the show. Thank you. Not that I need an ego boost, but just... um. You corrected me last no, time. No, 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 not about that. I was going to ask you a question. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, how many people currently were you choosing? Like, what? <laughs> what kind of numbers? Yeah, like, how, how many have I beaten to get to the top of the, the list? John Robbins and Ellis James were busy. Oh, um, my sweethearts. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I I had a long list of people sort of gagging to be on the show. Because it's not like there's only, only mum, dad, Dylan and I available. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> can, can you not? Um, can you not? Anyway. Sorry, so I'm honoured. I am honoured. This week. I am honoured. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This is an opportunity for your CV, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming. How many episodes are we talking you've listened to recently? Tell them. What do you mean? Well, when was the last time you listened to That Bright Idea <laughs> <laughs> podcast episode that you're now co-hosting? Uh... To be honest, I didn't know they were still coming out. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking, that project she'd done. Yeah, the lockdown hobby. Yeah. <laughs> You've got your life back. You don't need to do it. <laughs> no, I'm still chugging along. <laughs> this podcast is all about innovation that is changing the world. And this episode specifically is about innovation that is literally changing lives in the healthcare space. Can you believe it? Mm, no. Uh, uh, uh. So, first of all, I'm just going to cut straight into it. We got to speak to Judith, who is the founder of The Blue Box, James Dyson Award 
global winner for 2020. So we a pretty big deal. That's amazing. Yeah. How, how did a gal like you get a gal like her on? <laughs> Don't ask those kinds of questions. We're a big deal around here. Yeah, pretty good though. And you can probably hear in the interview, I'm a little bit starstruck because it was amazing speaking to her. Anyway, take it away, Judith. I'd love to know, what was it like when James Dyson told you you'd won? Was that actually the first time you heard? Because I saw the video and <laughs> it's just so lovely. I've seen that video on <laughs> my face. <laughs> yeah! yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, these moments in your life that you ask yourselves, uh, what, what's happening? How did I end up here? <laughs> what did I do? I think those are yeah. those are typically the best moments of your life. It means that some you did something right. And yeah. yeah, it was like that. It took me <laughs> a, a while to realize it was that person whom I are, I admire so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool. Was he nice? Yes. 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 He told me to go. Uh, <laughs> you know, he asked me, are, "Are you in Spain?" And I said, "Yes, I'm in Spain." Uh, and then he, he was like, "Okay, so go and have a glass of wine with your family. You deserve it." <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that's lovely um he just seems great we've actually got a little game for you excuse the awful pun here but it's called blue woo like yay um or blue who boo who <laughs> first of all barcelona blue who or blue woo blue who it's one of my favorite cities and I was also going to ask you Madrid, mm. Blue Who or Blue Woo, because I was wondering which one you preferred. Wow, you cannot really choose between Madrid and Barcelona. Like, one I have lived in it, the other one I have been on vacation. I don't know. I prefer Barcelona, but Madrid is lovely. Yeah, and I should give some context context here as well for the listeners, because we were talking about this before, because Judith is based in half Barcelona, half California, was it? South California. <laughs> oh, cool. So that was our little game <laughs> done. And now I want to basically jump, jump straight into asking you about this blue box. I mean, it's what everyone will have been waiting for. So can you tell us a bit about, a bit about you and the blue box? Yeah, so I was studying biomedical engineering um, in Barcelona, which is, I loved that degree. I super, super enjoyed studying it. Um, but there was one thing that got me frustrated a little bit when I was studying, which is the huge lack of biomedical investigation that is conduct, typically conducted on the female population. And this is actually something that we mm. used to talk a lot with my female friends in class. You know, when we were having lunch, we were discussing. And I think we all got some sort of, mm, we need to do something here, right? So that is one thing. And then some other thing happened is that I, I went to a conference once during my, my bachelor. And uh, a group of researchers came to our university to explain that they had a dog that was able to smell patients and bark if patients had cancer. So, and that was, that was real, wow. that was happening. And the specificity of, or the curacy of the dog was incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, and I actually think that that was one of the um, most uh, beautiful lessons I learned during my bachelor. 
No, like that we sometimes we engineers we try to get them, like go beyond nature, engineer the most difficult solutions, but we sometimes forget that nature has already have the best solution. No? We, we sometimes forget that we humans we are never gonna design anything that is better than nature. So if you want to do the perfect design. You have to observe nature and try to be as good as nature already is. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I read about that. How um, you kind of it was, uh, and I probably will get the terms wrong here, but was it the Arduino microprocessor to mimic the dog's nose? Yeah. Um, and yeah, how does that work? Because <laughs> I was reading it kind of like by the sounds of things. But yeah, tell us tell us more about how it works. How does the blue box work? Yeah, like this is exactly the goal of the blue box. No, it's um, if dogs can do it, why can't we do it with our microprocessor and, and a few sensors? No? So that was the initial goal. Let's put together an Arduino, which is a very tiny, tiny microprocessor. Let's put together some sensors that uh, try to imitate how the receptors inside the dog's nose work. And then let's try to get a signal. So we did that um, and we went to a hospital, mm. we collected urine samples. We analyzed them using this artificial nose or electronic nose, like some people call it. And wow. we got pretty good results. So I got excited, I got motivated. My professor in Barcelona was also motivated. And then I decided, okay, there's something, there's something here. That's how, how the whole thing started. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. And, and it's amazing as well, because I've heard of this vaguely about dogs being able to smell mm. cancer, but actually looking into that scientifically and trying to recreate it is mm. amazing. Like, that's just so cool. Um, <laughs> and talk, can you talk us through how would you use the blue box? If, so for example, um, if you mentioned that you are a woman that wants to take care about cancer, that wants to take informed decisions about their, her, her health, and you want to like, take an active role in breast cancer prevention, um, you can, mm. in the future, you will be able to get a blue box at home. And then once you have a blue, a blue box at home, all the female members in your family can use it as many times as, as, as you want, because the, the interesting thing about the blue box, I think, is that um, the main part of the device is what you cannot see. So the, the main part of the blue box is the mm. software that is placed in the cloud. So when you have one blue box at home, when we like, we will be constantly working on improving the software and making new updates, new software releases, and you, your, your blue box will be automatically updated from your from your house. Oh, wow, that's cool. So do you put a urine sample in the box? And then what happens? Like It's like, so actually, like I have one here. You would be, well, they cannot see oh, cool. it. So the blue box is a box and it's blue. This is all you need to understand to use one, okay? The only thing you need to do is to open the drawer, <laughs> place a urine sample inside, which is, you know, the... That you know when you go to the pharmacy and you get these tiny plastic containers, you know? so you get one, you put some urine inside, you place it inside the blue box, and then you go to your phone. And the blue box has no buttons, mm -hmm. no screens, nothing. It's just the box. 
So it's really easy to use. All you need to oh. have is just a smartphone application. So our smartphone application, you download it, you press start, and then the analysis yeah. starts. And everything happens automatically. So you don't need to worry about anything. That's so cool. And so what's happening when, when you put that urine sample in, is that when the AI is playing a part? Yeah, exactly. Like inside the blue box, there are some sensors that are specific to breast cancer biomarkers. So um, when so these breast cancer biomarkers are essentially chemical compounds that are present or absent in mm-hmm. urine only if you have the condition of breast cancer. So if those chemicals, those breast cancer biomarkers are inside the urine, these sensors will get activated. They will behave differently than the others. So this signal, this change of behavior Ah. of these sensors is received by the Arduino, this tiny microprocessor, this tiny, very tiny computer, let's say, that is inside the blue box. And then the cool thing is that this computer has Bluetooth connection. Ah. So the blue box, the computer inside the blue box can send this signal, this urine recording, let's call it, via Bluetooth to your phone. And then the phone has access to the the internet, Mm. right? So the phone will send this urine reading to the cloud where we have our artificial intelligence algorithm. And... As more people use it, I guess, like with all algorithms, the more you data you feed into them, the better they get, basically. How does that work? Yes, exactly. This is a cool part of AI that the only limits you have is the amount of urine samples that you get. So the more women that use it, the more women that we get for testing and training a device, the better results we can get. Nice. And when you buy it, do you have one for your family or do you have one per person? How does that work? Right now, most healthcare systems in the world are using the mammogram to try to find breast cancers early. So why, why, don't, mm. why don't we all women in the world get a mammogram every month? If we did that, we could catch, we'd catch cancers mm. on time, right? We don't do it because the mammogram, first of all, it's, it's expensive for uh, public healthcare systems. And also the mammogram is irradiating. So if you abuse the mammogram, if you take too many mammograms, you could actually be triggering breast cancer. So we cannot start these screenings too early in, in age. However, the blue box is not irradiating. So if because first we have to go through our clinical trials, we have to reach the market. But if our uh, clinical trial, trials are successful, if we really reach the market, if we are an approved medical device, then maybe the blue box can be offered to a wider population sector. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. And this is the first thing I've heard of like this. Obviously, I'm not in the industry, but do you think this is the future of, of making kind of groundbreaking changes to healthcare challenges yes 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 um what i think is that there are really really exciting times ahead of every biomedical engineer out there uh, ahead of every doctor out there because this is about to turn really really fun really fun the, the medical field is a field in, that has so many data. We humans, we are so complex. There are so many things you can measure, you can uh, get out of a human. 
So if you mix that with the endless power of AI, like imagine what are the possible outcomes. And also this perhaps odd mixture between biology and engineering, like if you think about it, engineering is something that like it's algorithms, square things. If A happens and B happens, then the outcome is going to be C. That's it. And we like that. Typically, we engineers, we love that. We love, we love patterns, models, things that can happen uh, again <laughs> the same way as it happened before, right? But biology is the other way around. For example, when you go to the hospital and, and you get blood work, your parameters are compared to the standard human who doesn't exist. <laughs> so we all the time try to make yes. models, but these models are not real. The perfect human doesn't exist. So we compare, you know? so medicine needs AI so desperately. We can change so many things. One of my professors at university used to say, the next Nobel Prize is going to be for whoever is able to replicate one human using one uh, software because we are so complex. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Gosh. And it's such like a an inspiring area to be in because you actually, through these kind of innovations, you can change people's lives. Like it, it the impact <laughs> is huge. I think that obviously there are the different stages of cancer. Yes. Uh, have you focused on any specific stages in particular? The first time we went to a hospital to collect samples, we were only focusing on late stage breast cancer, like big tumors. Um, and we initially we trained the blue box with these kind of cancers because it was only a proof of concept, you know. Of course, we were able to distinguish between um, breast cancer urine and healthy urine because it was very different due to the excretory products that resulted out, out of these tumors. But now what we are intending to do is that we will be collecting urine samples from early stage cancers. Now, this will be the real game changer. We will train the blue box to be able to detect, hopefully, early stage, early stage breast cancer. Incredible. I'm literally like blown away by being able to speak to you today. <laughs> and you. I, I hope that didn't feel like an interrogation because <laughs> I have so much to ask and my notes were like pages long because I just couldn't stop reading about it so um yeah thank you so much for your time I really do think that the blue box has the potential to empower all women to be able to screen for breast cancer which is a an incredible thing so thank you so much Judith for joining me today well thank you so much for inviting Um, me and thanks for going along with my game (laughs) (laughs) Yay! <laughs> I've had so much fun. Me too. I love that you're doing this podcast to spread ideas. It's amazing what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Isn't that great. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And you can follow thebluebox.ai on social media, and they've got loads of great stuff. The next section is about an idea called Nopnew. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now, pneumonia is an illness that's the single largest infectious cause of death in children worldwide, according to the World Health Organization, and it costs around 109 million per year to diagnose and treat. And that's when the founder of Nopnew started thinking, what can we do for people who don't have access to infrastructure or smartphones? And basically, she came up with an idea that 
means that you can use saliva, like a swab of saliva, to test for pneumonia. So it means that you don't need to have, normally you would have to test with an x-ray machine, and instead it's just like a, a simple swab that allows you to test for it and therefore kind of catch it a lot earlier. That's amazing. So mm. do you think that they've been taking COVID, inspiration from COVID testing? I think this was around testing. before COVID, actually. Oh, COVID yeah. Taking. But yeah, so basically after collecting the saliva sample, the test's colour changes and it will change if it's if the target biomarker of pneumonia is present. That's a bit of a bright idea, isn't it? Mm. Thanks so much for filling in for Ellie this week, Beads. Oh, it's okay. I feel like I did not even make a dent into her shoes. No, that's not the right phrase. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, no, my pleasure, but I really don't think I've put my feet very far into Ellie's shoes, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like putting Sylvanian family feet into <laughs> Into a normal shoe. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I hope that Ellie gets better. But, mm, um, me too. Because this wouldn't... <laughs> no, wouldn't wear a long term. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that bright idea. Still going every Wednesday. Um, <laughs> every other Wednesday. Oh, every other Wednesday. Make sure to tune in. <laughs>